In this episode, you will hear from Jane, who is a member of Adventures for Life and has been dealing with knee osteoarthritis for the past few years. One year ago today, she was having difficulty standing up from chairs, wasn't able to walk long distances, quote, had to use a death grip when climbing up the stairs, and thought kneeling and getting on the floor was a thing of the past. Fast forward to today, she is feeling stronger than ever, able to climb stairs with ease, walk longer distances, and complete things like wall sits and planks, things she never thought were possible again. And she overcame her fear of kneeling and is able to do it without even thinking twice. In fact, she gained so much confidence she was able to go on a trip hiking in Alaska. Think ice, think snow, think glaciers, and she accomplished it. Let's hear her story. Welcome, Jane. Thank you. And first, I really just want to highlight some of the big wins that you've been able to accomplish thus far. And then we'll get into where you started in the diagnosis journey. So I'll do a little history. So last year at this time, seriously, it's hard to believe really now, I could not walk very far at all. My husband and I had been used to hiking. I could not do it anymore. We went to the beach. We had a rented a house that had a huge set of stairs. It was just painful. My children are in their 40s, well, 30s and 40s. They were very upset. They, I know they were looking at me like, she's gotten old. What are we going to do? So I came home, my knee was swollen like crazy. Well, I did go and have some stem cell treatment, but I also was told by a physical therapist at that, um, after that treatment to just go ahead and have a knee replacement. Just do it, just get it over with and have a knee replacement. And I tend to do more of the natural things. So I thought I'm not giving up without a fight. And you know, I think it's kind of providential, but I'm going through my Instagram and there you are. <laughs> and I'm like, hmm, this sounds interesting. Although the first time I did the four, when I did the four day challenge, I did kind of think, oh, this is pretty tough because I've been sitting around for a while. And um, so anyway, um, now scroll down a year later, my husband and I had always wanted to go to Alaska. I thought, I'm just going to go. If I can't do all the things, I'll just sit in the car or I'll just go because I'll make him happy that he got to go. I'll sit in the car. Um, it became pretty evident as I got closer to the trip, I think I can do some of these things. So the biggest win really, other than just normal hiking, was that I go to this glacier and they put these little um things on the bottom of your shoes and I'm thinking oh you know can't look <laughs> especially like on ice and things <laughs> hey can I do it and I will have to say that the guide was great because he knew I was a little nervous the other pe- we had six people in the group the others were younger but honestly I kept up I mean it was pretty amazing and I really um, was able to overcome my fear of falling you know, I thought, I'm going to slip, I'm going to slide on them, and they're going to all have to pick me up, but it was great. So that's my, I guess, biggest win that looks big. So my other wins are just normal life. I know that sounds crazy, but I have grandchildren, uh, you know, things like that, and I'm able to function. 
to me, that's almost a bigger win just day to day. Absolutely. I can totally imagine. And there are a lot of people listening to this that are probably in that boat of thinking, you know, is this ever going to be possible? Should I just go ahead and get a replacement? And so I want to dial it back now, and then we'll get back to the winds of your diagnosis journey as far as how long you were dealing with paint, maybe what became difficult, and then how it kind of led you on this journey. So I had always done a good bit. I'm an old nurse and I'd always been on my feet a lot. And I'd always done a lot of walking because I always thought, well, if I keep walking, I'll be okay. I did have one pretty big fall and I did land on that knee, on my left knee, which is my big problem. So shortly after that, it was probably about four years ago, I went to one of our orthopedic surgeons in the town and he took x-rays and he said, oh, your knees are pretty bad. You've got arthritis. And I was like, you know, it was almost the arthritis, right? Die now, you know. And um, and so then I said, "Well, I've been really having some trouble walking upstairs." And he quote unquote said to me, "Well, then don't go upstairs." So I think it's that, that easy, point, right? <laughs> at that point, I think it set me into this mental spiral of I'm not going to be able to go upstairs anymore. You know, the grandkids come. I'm just going to sit downstairs and let somebody else do. You know. And I really yeah. start a little bit of that. So even though the thing that's other interesting thing to point out was my right knee x-ray looks worse. So my left knee is the one that hurts. You know, that that's always been puzzling. And that's what's interesting too, that the x-ray doesn't necessarily always correlate with the symptoms. And a lot of people make decisions solely based on those x-rays because you look at it and it's like, oh my goodness, my knee looks so much worse than I thought. And then you can start to feel heightened symptoms or more severe symptoms even, but it doesn't necessarily mean that pain has to stay around, that you can overcome that pain. You can overcome that image essentially. Yes. But I imagine it's scary. It was scary at first. And I think it really did start a mental thing with me. And I would fear falling downstairs or just things like that, that stopped me which was so the wrong thing. I should have said, let me have some physical therapy. Let me go do this or that. But I basically sat down. I mean, I did go to work. I'm a nurse. I'm still working some. People there would say, Jane, just have a knee replacement. It's fine. We do them all the time. I just wasn't ready. Yeah. That I won't one day. If I'm in a wheelchair and I cannot move, I will do it. I just wanted to try on my own. And research even points to that being the first step before surgery. And that's why I think this whole journey of educating yourself on osteoarthritis, learning more about it is so you can advocate. Because a lot of times, if you go to an appointment or something, they may not bring up therapy or they may not bring up movement. Actually, unfortunately, a lot of people are told, the opposite of don't move. And so it's really just learning more about it and the information's not as readily available. And I'm sure that, and even being a nurse with a medical background, and that's what's so fascinating that it seems like our healthcare system is kind of still behind in the research, which I think is, you know, has its own time and place. (laughs) But um, so you did mention fear too, when it came to 
one of your recent wins of being able to kneel and being able to get on the floor. So if you want to, because fear is a very, very common thing. And I want you to know that if you are listening, you are not alone when it comes to feeling afraid, even with simple things like walking or standing up or kneeling. So if you want to kind of share a little bit about that. I think what level, I think it's in level four, level four. And one of the steps you start, you have this little kneeling video. And I thought to myself, well, I I do get down on the floor, but I do this. I used to do this huge twist and turn. Like I'm not going to put any weight on my knee because it will hurt. Okay. And so I thought, okay, well, I'm going to get on the bed because the bed's soft. I'm going to do what she says, but this is ridiculous. I mean, I really said that. So got on bed. I was like, this doesn't hurt. This is interesting. And then I was able to do every step. So I thought, you know what? I'm going to go and I'm going to try to do it on the floor. And I could do it very easily and I could kneel there without any pain for was it 20 seconds, 30 seconds. I don't know. I just never told anyone. I don't know. Yeah. Was <laughs> no, he saw me and he was, he was over there going, I know. <laughs> he sees my fear and he'll yes. do it. Yes. And kneeling, I think, is one of the things that people feel that they aren't able to do again. I mean, even after a knee replacement, it becomes this thing of, oh, I don't want to put pressure on it. I don't want to make it worse. I don't want to feel that pressure. But it's something that can be done. But again, it's knowing how to overcome that fear. That if you were just going to go right down to the floor, it still might have been scary and it still might, you still might not have been able to do it right off the bat. But if you can start to build that confidence of, oh, you know, I can do this on the bed. We start on softer surfaces and then move to harder ones. And then that can open up so many doors to being able to do things that you didn't really think was going to be possible again. And even asking somebody, will you please pick that up because you don't want to lean over or, or have the possibility of laying on your knee? Yeah. And, you know, I'm like, what is this? So the other day I posted this that was because I thought it was so crazy, incredible. We went to this friend's house and she's older than she's in her 80s. And we were unplugging things under her desk and I was just crawling around and then it hit me. I'm on my knees crawling around under this. Yes. I stood up and didn't even think about it. That is amazing. Huge. Opens up the freedom to do really what you want to, when you want to, and not having to kind of delineate or try and navigate the pain and things like that. Um, Now, I do want to caveat this with, and I'm sure that you can extrapolate on this, that it is not all butterflies and rainbows and it's not all, you know, perfect. So when you do experience perhaps a challenge, whether that's pain or increased stiffness, um, how do you kind of approach that and overcome it? What are perhaps some of the strategies that you've used? Okay. So even two Sundays ago, we had gotten back from Alaska, you know, the trip flight is long, that kind of thing. Um, I got up on a Sunday morning and I, I could barely walk. I mean, it was pretty rough. Okay. This is great. But then I thought, well, you know, you sat on a plane, so get up. And my husband's like, don't hurt yourself. But I did one of the level two in that series of walking with ease. One of the one that just has simple movements back and forth, that kind of thing. And really within the afternoon, I was better. And I think my initial 
thought was, I'm just going to rest today. But I have learned the hard way that resting is good. I mean, you don't mean I shouldn't go up and do jumping jacks, but moving some, if not just kicking my legs out, that kind of thing, just that one knee just gets stuck sometimes, but not, not near as often as it used to. Absolutely. And that's another thing that really kind of hints towards the progress is if you're able to recover quicker. And if it's, of course, less frequent that you need to feel the need to recover, but going, I mean, movement can be so incredibly powerful, but it's also learning your own body and how your body responds. Some people respond better to seated things in that instance. Some people respond better to standing things. And so Along this journey, I'm sure you've learned a ton about perhaps when is too much and maybe when, you know, you need to dial it back. And so I think that that's really important as well. Yes. And I do things like I work most Tuesdays. I just don't do heavy stuff on Wednesday. I I will do a lower level workout, one of the ones in the workout library that I have favorited (laughs) that I know is a little bit easier. And, and it really does help to kind of ease back in. But I I really don't stop. Like, I don't take a full day of rest anymore. I used to do that a little more, but I feel like it puts me backwards. So I do and, some sort of movement. Yeah, absolutely. And it can bring on some stiffness and things depending on, you know, how quickly stiffness onsets for you. Um, but it's really just kind of learning those basic movements that you can just kind of pull out and use whenever you need to. Um, kind of along this same line, how would you feel or how would you explain a change in perhaps maybe how you feel about osteoarthritis, maybe how you feel about the diagnosis and how mindset has kind of played a role in your success. I think that um, mainly, I think it's, I don't feel like it's a death sentence. I don't feel like it's an old age thing like I did. In fact, I will see patients coming into our area who aren't even, don't even have one bit of limp. And I want to so bad say <laughs> having this replacement. And, but I don't, I think of, um, a lot of it is so mental, first of all, and then a lot of it is the whole body strength, and that's what's changed more for me. Because I think I even emailed you at the beginning saying, what do you mean by going from, from one joint to another? Because I thought, is this something that spreads like a cancer? But then I've kind of learned, no, it's not really a cancer. It's really lack of movement that can cause the next joint to have a problem or just not having strong upper body strength is huge. And I had never really thought about that. And just being able to, if I need to grab a rail, I've got a good arm to do it now. You know, um, I don't fear, um, I don't fear like I once did. There are days, but but most of the time, I you know, I don't fear that I'm, I'm aging quickly because I can do the next thing. Yes. And I do think that it is, so much, there's so much emphasis on the mental component, but there is a lack of connection between what you're told or when you go to an appointment again, that mental side is not really approached and it's not really addressed. And so a lot of people tend to live in fear for a long time, or like you had mentioned in the beginning, just kind of stay away from everything and you know your world becomes so much smaller and so it's really just having an open mind to be able to overcome that 
And again, along that same line, what would you say is the thing that surprised you the most on this journey? Um, Curveball. Say that again? Curveball. <laughs> um, I started with the blueprint and there was a lot of education. And I'm not sure what's on level one and level two altogether here, but I think what has surprised me was I had to figure out who I kind of who I was at this point. I did not retire. My husband had retired and I went what we call PRN or part time right at the same time we rented that beach house. And if I never thought of that as a key factor. So I think a lot of it was mental. I've been told, you know, don't move. And then if you're going to retire, you know, you might as well just sit around in my mind, you know. And I think the biggest thing for me was just waking up and going, I'm only 65 years old. I have a lot left to do. And I can do it. I don't know if that's what you're asking, but... um Yes. And well, I think it's just even opening the doors to things that you might have never thought were going to happen again or that you could enjoy at the caliber that you are currently. Um, again, which is something that can truly be pivotal on this journey. And because once you're able to see what's possible, it's like, wow, I can actually do that. You know, even if you've been dealing with pain for a long time, it's just learning more about the process, learning more about yourself, learning more about osteoarthritis, and then taking action and being consistent and dedicated to the process. And so one last thing to wrap this up, what is maybe something that you would tell the person that's listening, that's maybe on the fence about joining Adventures for Life or really just starting their osteoarthritis, arthritis adventure? What is one thing you would tell them? So I wrote some things down. Let me think. Um, first of all, join. <laughs> Crazy thing. I would do the four-day challenge, though, because really, honestly, that four-day challenge, when I did it, even though I was kind of laughing, especially the balance things, I was laughing like, I, there's no way I could do this. But I did. And the next day, I felt better. And the next challenge, I did easier. And once I got that behind me and realized, you know, this is lifelong. You can either, we always have a saying, if you move, you move. If you don't, you won't. Right. And so that's the old nurse saying. And if, you know, I felt like, you know, I get in there, keep doing it. Don't overdo. Like, I think I had a little bit too much um, excitement at first. And I really did do it, overdo it a little bit at first. And then, but then I decided, you know what, why am I in a hurry? You know, I needed to make sure I'm strong at this level to go to whatever the next step is. And then the thing that I think is wonderful is you would have figured out so much. I, I'm not a person that could figure out what exercises help which part of the body. So, you know, sometimes I think, what is she making us do this for? But then I get it later. So what I'm saying is take that level one, step one, and master it. Then you move to step two and master it. And then see the wins, go to the next level, and you'll you'll surprise yourself. When I got on that bed and kneeled for the first time, knelt for the first time, I was just laughing my head off. I think I could do this months ago, probably. But I think, but then maybe not. 
maybe it was just at the right time. And that's what I'd say. Take one step every day, do some sort of movement, and you will accomplish something. Even if it leads me to a knee replacement at some point, I know I'll be stronger for it. Because we see people who have knee replacements who can't do their physical therapy afterwards because they don't have any strength. So I guess and that's it it definitely will set you up for success. And that's kind of always the biggest thing that I like to kind of think about it as is you won't lose either way by trying movement and building that strength, building that balance. Even if you do have to go on to a knee replacement, research has shown that the recovery time is quicker. It's perhaps a little bit easier once you have that strength, but you also have the knowledge of how important movement is of what can be helpful to joints because without that, that recovery is so much harder and it may, you may never be fully recovered if you don't follow the steps you need to. And so you really can't lose either way. Obviously we want to avoid surgery if possible. And it sounds like you are well on your way to that. And one final thing I just want to throw in there. What is one thing you wish you knew sooner about osteoarthritis, knee pain, movement, et cetera? And you would think a nurse would know right? Because, but our medical world does not serve us the way it used to. And I do think there's a lot of money involved. And so what I would say is this, you know, osteoarthritis is a diagnosis, just like any other diagnosis. I now feel like you can let that take you down or you can get up and do something and you don't have to believe everything somebody tells you even if they have an MD behind their name, they really seriously may not know. I mean, it's the honest truth. And I don't, and I think they have been taught a certain way. And then the next level is to progress to the net, to the replacement or whatever. I, I feel like for me, hearing somebody agree with me, really, because I knew better in my head. I thought, they don't need replacement yet. And then when I started hearing you talk and then explored some of the mental things, the food things, there's possibilities. And I think that's what I learned more than anything. So there's possibility out there. At least give it a try. Do all the things you can control. Absolutely. Very well said. And this is by no means saying, you know, doctors are bad. They're out to get you. But it is worth getting multiple different opinions, kind of exploring multiple different avenues some people are more holistic than others. Some people are more pro-surgery than others. And so really just learning as much as you can about it so that you can advocate for yourself, which it sounds like that's what you've been doing. And I think that that plays a big role in success is really, truly understanding where you're at, constantly learning, constantly experimenting. And I think the biggest thing after hearing you talking is having an open mind to trying something that, you know, oh, why are we doing this? Why are we doing this? And then opening your mind up to trying it. And it's like, oh, now that makes sense. So I think that that's also a big proponent of, or the big component of moving into success is really truly having an open mind to try things, even if you've been told something else. So I just want to say thank you so much for joining us and taking your time to share your story. I hope if you're listening and or watching that you found some hope, you found some inspiration, and you found the motivation you need to get started. So thank you so much. Thank you for everything.